The Kinky Cocktail Hour is brought to you by Motor Bunny, the world's most powerful saddle-style vibrator that offers fabulous creative sexual experiences. We use it and it rotates, it vibrates, and it delivers mind-blowing orgasms. Enjoy Motor Bunny as your favorite sex toy. When you order the Motor Bunny, multiple attachments are included along with the link controller, which allows wireless control from anywhere. Motor Bunny is the world's most powerful saddle-style vibrator on earth. Use the link in the show notes and spice up your sex life with a Motor Bunny. You're listening to Kinky Cocktail Hour, a conversation between adults about sex-forward relationships, kinky lifestyles, and frank communication. If you're under 18, please stop listening and visit scarletteen.com. I'm Lady Petra, and my pronouns are she, hers, and we. I'm Safa Master, and my pronouns are him, his, and we. And this is Kinky Cocktail Hour. Cheers! Cheers. Okay. What are we drinking today? We're having a new cocktail. I love new cocktails. Yes, and it's my (laughs) signature color. It is. Purple. So we're having an Empress Martini. I've never seen purple gin before. Yes. So I, you know, it's... I'll, I'll talk about the martini in a second. I want to talk about this gin. Okay. Because it's closer to the Pacific Northwest type of distiller. Okay. It's in Victoria. They use, it's a small batch gin made in copper pot stills. And it's basically called Empress 1908 Gin is what it is. And it, it has this lovely purple hue to it. And it's inspired by the Fairmont Empress Hotel in Victoria, BC. So it has botanicals and it's, a special blend of black tea was served at the Empress Hotel. So they used botanicals that were in the tea. And then it also, the purple color comes from the butterfly pea blossom that they use. It's mm. one of the flowers. So this will be a botanical type. And it gives it that, they call it indigo, but I think it's purple. It's just purple to me. <laughs> and it's it, it's intriguing. But basically the Inn Harbor at Victoria, it, it basically, this Empress Hotel overlooks the whole bay. It's an empress. I feel like I'm an empress. So therefore, this is the perfect cocktail. And basically, this cocktail itself, the Empress Martini, is made with two ounces of the gin, half an ounce of Lillet Blanc, and then uh, served with a grapefruit twist. Mm. And I have to give special credit to Slave for Female, Oh, my sub-in-training right now. Last week was the first one to buy me a cocktail. And so I put, because we're still in COVID times and it's not too safe to just go hang out in a bar. I put his contribution towards the bottle of Empress Lots of cocktails. Yes. (laughs) Which actually gets me more cocktails. So he got more bang for his buck. So it's awesome. And I appreciate the gesture. We do appreciate the gesture. And this will be exciting to taste. Yeah. Well, it certainly is pretty. It's a really beautiful light purple color. Mm -hmm. The yellow of the grapefruit stands out against it. Ooh, smell it. It's very floral. Smells beautiful. Hmm. Wow, that's that's really Too lovely. It's complex. It's balanced but complex. Like it's there's a really whole bunch of flavors. flavors. Yeah, I get like fruity notes and fruity and floral. Floral, yeah. You remember the cocktail we tried, the rosebud martini? I believe I had a floating rose in it. Yeah, and it used rose water, I yes. think, to make it. 
And I remember we enjoyed it. It's not an everyday kata, but we enjoyed right. it. But we were like, it tastes like I'm eating a flower. Like, yeah, this has that same <laughs> This sort has of... the same kind of uh, essence to it. Yeah. I think they use the lalay to give it the sweetness. Mm. And so it's an interesting gin. So, yes. I think it's fascinating. Yeah. It's, it's got a lot and of The notes. color just gets me. The it's color is lovely. gorgeous in the light right now. Mm -hmm. Gin is very peculiar. You know, it's a. It's not like Hendrix, it's different. It's got a whole different lane. Mm -hmm. It's way more floral than mm -hmm. Hendrix. But the notes it leaves you are very fruity, like it's a very berry-filled mm -hmm. flavor mm -hmm. profile. But also the gin is quite strong. It's like it's powerful. It's gin. A powerful drink. You can tell when things are copper stilled. Yeah, like even when you have a Moscow Mule in a copper cup. Yeah, there's leaching that happens. It's it's part of the flavor of yeah. it. And I can get like a metallic, like note. a penny, sucking oh. on a penny a little bit. Not oh, that I did that a lot, but just a very tad bit of that little bit of metallic in there that plays with the flowers yeah i think the grapefruit adds an interesting twist to it too. isn't that interesting yeah it's a fascinating drink you know i'm very partial to martinis yes and this martini this is warming like i feel it in my chest yeah it is i mean it's all that it's all good this martini is just left of the lane of martinis that i prefer which are sure. dry mm -hmm. This is a slightly sweetened, mm -hmm. slightly floral, slightly fruity martini. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So it, it's a beautiful drink, but it's not, not my favorite. Yeah. But. What's interesting is this website, too, for them, they have cocktails listed. So I yeah. went and chose their one of their cocktails. And what's interesting is they, they have cocktails for seasons with this gin. Oh, so I specifically chose a winter yeah. cocktail, which was, this was the first one that came up. Yeah. But I'm excited kind of to play with this gin. gin. Yeah. Because they have all kinds of other cocktails. Well, I'm sure we'll, we'll come It'll be fun. Yeah. yeah. Lovely. Mm -hmm. Today's conversation is brought to you by WeMinder, a behavior chart app for kinky couples like us. Learn more at WeMinder.app. Chapter 9. Chapter nine. Cool chapter. I love this chapter. I'm actually enjoying this book a lot. Yeah, but I really love this chapter. For this a lot of reasons. This speaks to many things we've dealt with. Yes. All right. Well, let's just set the scene. Okay. So the scene is that Elodie is at this chateau where there's like a horse refuge. Yeah, she's staffed by volunteers. Yeah, she's grooming a horse right and now. She's grooming a horse. And the scene begins when she spots Kay riding up on her bicycle in her a yellow dress, party dress, party dress, <laughs> with holding her hat on her head, and you know, just looking stunning. Yeah, of course. And what I loved was the way she responded to that was by like hiding, <laughs> like well, a teenager. <laughs> yeah, and at first they said teenager, but it is true. When you have an infatuation, yeah. sometimes you're watching someone from afar. And I actually remember an incident of this during swim team. Yeah, Charlie Schaefer. God, I think I was 10 and he was 12. But I knew he'd be coming because I was a really good swimmer. So I got to yeah. swim with the older. He was really good too. So he swam at the high school and yeah. I got invited to swim at the high school yeah. team much younger than him. Yeah. But it wasn't about ego for me. Yeah. It was about, I get to swim in Charlie's lane yeah. because we were the younger ones and they didn't want the big kids kicking us sure. in the face. So 
I remember just quietly swimming with him in the second practice of the day because we had doubles every day. I was doing 6 a.m.s and then 3 to 5 a.m. p.m. excuse me. So I swam with him, didn't speak a lot. You know, he went first because he's faster than me. And I just followed and that's fine. And so there's not, you know, when you follow someone, you're seeing their bubbles. It's not like you're watching their ass or anything. You're not really competing. But when he stands up at the shallow end, then you get to see him. We're talking to 12-year-old. There's not a lot there, right? But I remember just being enamored with that and would, after practice was out, get done, go shower as quick as I could, purposely so I could go sit out the outside bench where we all waited for our parents to pick us up. So I'd be there first every time. Uh just waiting for him to come out and then he'd saunter out. I don't know if we said too many words between We were friends, yeah. truly, because we were on the same swim team. So in competition time, he would give me, I mean, he was pleasant. He would give me the matter of fact kind of comments. And of course, if I was out there first before any of the other girls got out, then he would feel nervous and he would say something to me. And I was like, that's the best thing ever. But I remember there were times where a girl would beat me. Uh-huh. And I knew it because I would see her leave. Like I was paying attention. I would see her leave the bathroom like freak. And so I wouldn't go sit in my normal spot. What I do is walk out the other doors and come around the corner and watch from afar and watch him visit with whoever he was visiting with. So you get it. So I totally get the whole spine (laughs) and the whole. It was very cute. It was a very cute experience. Yeah. Here she is. Her heart's beating. Her her breath is short. She's getting flush. And she's watching Kay with. And then he, and you hide if you think you're going to get caught. Like yeah. I, I think my parents drove us. Said, "Why are you standing over here?" And I was like so embarrassed. Yeah, I got, got totally in the car. Yeah, totally yeah. get it. Anyway, what happens is Elodie spying on Kay sees Kay go off into the chateau, mm-hmm. and then she comes out with another woman. I know, and and <laughs> doesn't even matter how they. I really don't think it mattered how they were interacting. She was overdoing it, like saying they were smiling at each other. She yeah. was, they were being she, pleasant. She touched her arm. Yes, <laughs> she was just on high alert, no matter what, yeah. because of her affection for Kay. Yeah, and she was feeling a little bit nervous about this other woman's familiarity. With, yes, with Kay. Yes, but then you know she was brushing down her horse, and all of a sudden. Kay, Kay's right. on top of her and going, Elodie? And yeah, she stands like, up like freaking out. And she introduces Francois, who's the boater who Kay's hanging out yeah, with. Yeah, who can read boat. hands and faces. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but Elodie doesn't know that. And, you know, they chat for a minute. And then Elodie's Francois. being very judgmental the whole time. And then Francois has to leave. And so she leaves. I think Francois left on purpose. Well, she, she reads faces. It. Yeah. And she knows Kay's face with yeah. a love look. Because she made that comment before when Kay was whimsically thinking of Elodie. Right. She said, that's the look of love. Yeah. And so she sees Kay's expression. And, and then, then she, she sees, sees Elodie's. Yeah. And she's like, I need to take an exit left. Which is cool. And then Elodie and Kay chat for a minute. And that's a, it's a very interesting conversation because it's inside of that conversation that you get a deep insight into what Elodie's experience is with her broken heart. Yeah. And she talks about a couple of instances. She talks about when she was first at the convent. Love, at the convent. With Mylene. With Mylene. Mm-hmm. And then 
she has to go home for the summer and mm-hmm. she comes back and Malin's gone and they never get to say goodbye. She's, yeah, so she's left love. She's left with this emptiness of like no closure, nothing. Right. Like she even said uh, she was hoping like maybe if my mom wouldn't have taken me home that summer, right. I could have at least said goodbye to her and then we could have cried or exchanged yeah, numbers. Yeah, they would or have some... had some completion on it, right? right? And then in college, there was another girl that she was involved with mm-hmm. and that girl basically, basically left, left her. left her and yeah. said, I need someone who can be here completely for me. Right. But when the author spoke to that initially in that chapter, I was taken immediately by the idea of the story that Elodie had created when Mylene left with no word, even though Mylene's intention was probably not to do that. But let's be honest, Elodie isn't there. Kids are very egocentric. This kind of thing happens. But with a story that Elodie made was people leave me. Yeah. Right. So I need to guard my heart. Yes. Right. And then she relates going to her mother's funeral. Yes. And standing over the grave, feeling nothing. Yes. Well, and then with uh, who's the second person that he felt she felt Charlene. Charlene in, in college, I think. In Charlene. college. Yeah. Well, the whole point is she already had a story by then. Yes. From Mylene, and yeah. so what you do is you bring your story with you if you're yes. not aware of it, yeah. and then you filter everything through it. So and then you get she, evidence. She comments in there that she was. She had given her heart and she gave herself fully, yeah. yet she was still left. Well, what yeah. that is, is the story is telling her that there's evidence that she's always left. Yes. But the story was created with Mylene. Yeah. So no matter what happened with Charlene, and I hope I'm saying the right name, yeah. it didn't matter because she had already set herself up with the story. Yeah. The context was there yeah. that I believe I'm truly giving myself and being vulnerable, but she wasn't because yeah. the context is that she is always left invulnerable. Yes. And so she's not going to make herself. So that's what the other partner in college saw, yes. whether it was in her view, but whether it was in Elodie's view, it didn't matter. Well, people can always see in others. Yes. That's what people the thing. can see for themselves. And, and for us, that is magic because that's yeah. exactly like our path in the sense that you have this baggage you bring from your past right. into your future, and then you just filter through your future experiences with this past. Well, you just you run everything through the filter yes. of whatever your story is. Yes. And in this case, her story is, I'm always left. So now she's looking for evidence that whoever she's with yes. is going to leave. Yes. And that's the nature of just being human, right? But it's so powerful because we have that context. We have it. Too. And understanding. and Yeah. So when that was happening, I was just like thinking, oh, geez, there yeah. it is yeah. right there. That's what it is. That's the story. Yeah. Anyway, the conversation was really interesting. And then Kay invites Elodie. To lunch. Well, actually, the other way around. Elodie invites Kay to lunch. Yeah, Elodie her. invites Kay to lunch. Yeah, because she couldn't stand the idea of her like leaving. So she wanted to yeah. make sure they sat down together. Yeah. And so then they, they sit down together. They kind of walk out first to an overlook where the sanctuary horses are kind of pasturing pasturing, and a horse comes running up and does this snorting thing. And Elodie shares, Oh, that means they're excited to see you. If you feed them this, they'll love you forever. And, and there's this whole moment where Kay's like, well, that's a, like kind of like a cheap date yeah, kind of thing. Yeah. She's like, yeah, I guess so. And she feeds the horse and the horse snorts the same yeah, way. Yeah. And she's like in. Yeah. And then it's amazing because Elodie shares, she's caught in her memories and shares 
Kay's watching this. Like she knows she's caught because she doesn't answer questions right away. She's right. caught in thought. And Elodie finally shares, yeah, well, you know, my mom sold my pony when I was away because I wasn't taking care of it and the mom wasn't vested in it, whatever. Right. And Kay actually teared up for Elodie. Elodie yes. has been hardened over the years yeah. to protect herself. And she noticed Kay teared up. And so then flash forward to their feeding this horse and Kay says, well, I might want to sponsor a, a horse, a horse right. which she's fully capable of doing. Yeah. And I think we didn't get a lot in the text, but I think that was almost shocking to Elodie. Yeah, like just, that, well, just, it, it was unexpected. Her, yeah, it spoke to her generosity and her kindness and all of that. Yeah. And then there was a little interesting back and forth between them about creating possibility yeah. and being, you know, Kay's perspective talking about Francois mm -hmm. was that she just said, you know, she helps people bring their thoughts into reality. Mm -hmm. And Elodie was like down Skeptic. this path of, yeah, that's just not happening. She's in her story. She's, She's deeply just, entrenched. You know, I was forced to do this. I wanted to be an astrophysicist, but instead I had to go to business school and learn yeah, how to run. Because that's what everyone expects that's what everyone me. everyone expected. And so your future is preordained. It's not, you don't get to create your future. And Kay's like, no, no, no. You get to like take action into your future, which is something you and I believe. Like we That actually, is what was powerful because we really yeah. believe that. I mean, the reason we're even together yeah. is because each of us on our own, before we even got together, yeah. both in action, yes. whether we had the language or not at the time, we were in action to create something new. Yeah. We had lived a lifetime of something else. Yeah. Truly, and I mean a lifetime because it's not just our prior marriages or anything like that. That's 30 you, years. You live a lifetime yeah. with your stories that you had exactly. from when you were three. Exactly. So you for like me, it's like 50 years of living in, under <laughs> yeah. a story and then making an actual choice to say, no, that doesn't define me. And I'm now going to define myself. Yeah. Well, we like to say that an unhappy three-year-old is running the show. That's so true. And this was actually evidenced in this. Oh, right yeah. This so it's like powerful. It was, Very powerful. Yeah. Well done, Emma. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That's it for today. If you're interested in kinky relationship coaching online domination, or if you'd like to sponsor the pod to keep it going, please visit our Patreon website at Lady Petra Playground. You can reach me via email at ladypetraplayground at gmail.com. Our music is composed and performed by Roger Ferguson, who can be found at rogerfergusonmusic.com. Till next time, cheers! Cheers!